Welcome to Lost in Menstruation, a podcast for women who want to find a better way to hormonal health. I'm your host, Gemma Barry, an ex-nurse, period activist, comedian and herbalist. You might think that's a strange combination, but I wouldn't be where I am without those skills, let me tell you. Be ready for health tips and banter, no filter talking, belly laughs, and most importantly, finding your map so you aren't lost in menstruation. This is the stuff you wish you'd known years ago, but it's never too late. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to another episode. Um, I have got something rather heavy sat on my chest that I need to speak to you guys about, basically. So, my worldview just recently has tipped over into perimenopause and menopause and there's a lot of chit chat about it and women wanting to know what it's all about and what to expect and what's going to happen to them and how their body's going to change and all of these things there is a huge huge amount of anxiety and expectation about it and it reminds me a lot about pregnancy and birth when I worked in that industry and especially first time mums when they hadn't experienced anything like this before and there were so many what ifs, ifs, buts and maybes, you know, um, really just wanting to know what this experience was going to be like. And as we know, bad news sells and we are very much in the thick of a narrative about how our perimenopause and menopause needs to be managed Um, and it doesn't. It's a really natural everyday occurring event okay very much like childbirth. It doesn't need to be managed our bodies can just crack on and do it and I think this is a huge shift in thinking um, because women are managed the whole way through their lives and what I mean by this is that when we're children we're not managed but we're not really thought anything about you know we're just kids cracking on doing whatever then we start our periods then the managing starts to kick in and by managing what I'm really alluding to there is the use of synthetic hormones because an awful lot of us I was included in that were put on them at a very young age I think back to being 16 and put on the pill um, for contraception and also for my periods and I die a little bit inside actually at how young I was and I'd only been two years started my periods and I already had turned everything off and was relying on synthetic hormones to work my body basically um and you know uh, many of us are on these things for 10 15 20 years sometimes and then we have a break generally to uh, have children usually um not always but or you know something will happen in that we can't take them that certainly was the case for me when I found um, having migraines 
was a contraindication to being on the pill. And I'm very grateful for having those migraines now because they allowed me to see the light, if you like. And when I had my diagnosis for endo and adeno, um, again, I was told how I would have to manage this. And by that, they were, well, either we're going to surgically manage it or we will put you onto synthetic hormones and manage it that way. And when I think about from when I started my periods to now, I feel so grateful I had all this knowledge to swerve the second half of my life being managed by synthetic hormones because otherwise I would have had a career um, that had always been managed by something that wasn't from my body. It would have been synthetically engineered the whole way through. I would have quite easily hopped on to more synthetic hormones um, and then been on more in HRT arena for managing my perimenopause and my menopause. And this is worrying on many, many levels because it's creating a culture that well, one we don't know much about because our mothers and grandmothers had huge amounts of shame uh, and didn't talk about things like periods, you know, wasn't taught, called the menopause, it was called the change of life. And it was whispered in hushed tones in case anyone might hear us. And, you know, we're in 20... 20 uh, and things haven't really moved on that much because quite a lot of us still hide our period products up our sleeve when we go to the toilet in the office which given this year we probably haven't had to do as much because we've been at home and we can leave our period stuff around the house if we so wish which is great but we as a, you know a generation I'm a um, an 80s baby and I'm walking into this completely blind because I have no guidance in my matriarchal line my mum can't really remember much about it she doesn't really enjoy to talk about it that much and I know that I am not on my own in that place so you know we are the kind of guiding lights if you like for the next future generations behind us to really lift the lid on what the perimenopause and the menopause is all about but what I'm troubled and what lays heavy on my chest is that we're still looking at it as an event, as a thing that needs to be managed and that pretty much anyone who's anyone in the medical service will still be recommending the use of HRT. Your perimenopause is basically the winding down process of your hormones. It's like the retirement phase when maybe you're handing over your job to somebody else to pick up and maybe you go part time and maybe, you know, you job share for a bit or you just go in in afternoons. Who knows? But it is the place in which your body is just starting to wind down and it's a gentle process it's not a switch it doesn't just happen overnight um 
on the whole because I have to caveat all of this with there are exceptions to the norm left right and center when you're working with women and hormones because there will always be someone that will pop up and say oh but this happened to me so I'm looking and talking about the general norm but I know that there are others who are outside of that and that is also completely normal but I'm seeing more and more and more about how the perimenopause is something that needs to be managed and what is what is laying heavy on my heart and I'm going to be completely honest with you is I saw a post on Instagram by a GP who is also a menopause specialist and I had a little look through her Instagram feed and basically her overriding message is for everyone to be on HRT and this is troubling on many levels because not everyone can take it not everyone wants to take it and what do you do when you're in that group if you want to take it that's absolutely fine but please go into it with your eyes open and that is my position on all of this I don't feel that you have to do anything one way or another I just feel that we should have informed choice about what we're doing with our bodies and given that we can be on these drugs for so long um you know that's the very least that we can do isn't it it's the very least that we can do to have this kind of level of understanding about what is going on and going into our bodies but what was shared and what um, made me fall down the rabbit hole of her Instagram feed was a post about how when women go through the menopause that their uh, brain function reduces by 30%. Now, that is quite staggering statistics, isn't it? And, you know, it really makes your ears prick up and think, fuck, now what? (laughs) Um, and the message that followed under the picture of, it was an MRI scan picture, um, showing the different degrees of activity in one brain, female brain that hadn't gone through the menopause to one that had. And there was a link there to, uh, menopause and dementia. And the overriding message, uh, within her, her post was that really it's safest for everyone to go on to HRT. And she has a huge following and I had a good old look through all the comments and everything in her in her section underneath this post. And you know, it was it was a slap in the face. This post was very shocking to me. Um, but also I am thinking of how this would land with a lay person who is just scrolling through the social media and suddenly is greeted with this kind of sensational post. The study on which she was talking about, um, there's been a long, a long-standing thought that uh, there is something to do with dementia and the menopause. But what was failed to be... Um, presented in this particular post was the nuance around 
the study of which she was talking. And we simply don't know enough about the menopause and we don't know a huge lot about uh, dementia either. But having looked at the study that um, she was talking about, what it is saying is that if you have a precursor to dementia, then the menopause could be a trigger to it. That there are signs and symptoms because of the falling estrogen levels that could um, that could indicate that dementia could be a problem for somebody. But they need to have that. <clears throat> excuse me. They need to have that within their realm of health in the first place. And I really want to say to you that going through the menopause doesn't give you dementia and that is something that is written in the study. I feel really aggrieved that women's health is boiled down to such black and white and misrepresented information. Everybody is always very keen to have a look at studies and, you know, is things backed up by scientific evidence? Um, And yet here is a professional person using scientific evidence, but not presenting it in a clear or unbiased way. What we do know is that using HRT does have considerable knock-on effects to uh, the risk of getting breast cancer. Um, It interrupts, as does all synthetic hormones, problems with absorption of vitamins and minerals. And it still doesn't answer the underlying problems of why you're getting symptoms anyway. Not every woman will have symptoms during the perimenopause or the menopause. Okay, and the difference being here, the perimenopause is the pre-menopausal phase. This can last for several years. Okay, some women might start noticing it in their early 40s. It might kick in mid 40s. It might kick in late 40s. But from wherever it starts, you have roughly a 10 year ish given, you know, a take or two time as to when the perimenopause starts to your menopause kicking in and it's a really good idea to talk to your mum about it if you can um, because there will be some genetic links there maybe if your mum went through it a bit earlier then it might indicate that you will but as with everything if we are looking after ourselves differently than our mum did and we have lots of other things in place then that will change the outcome too so The interesting thing about the study about the dementia is that the lady that wrote it, and I will put all of the links in the show notes for this, um, also stated that HRT isn't the only route in which um, we can use... uh, Sorry, HRT isn't the only route in which to support ourselves during this phase. Um, And yet it's being... It's being given to women who are perimenopausal, menopausal. I want to stress (laughs) that the menopause, perimenopause and the menopause is a very natural state for your body to go through. And if you take the hormones, you are going to have to stop them at some point. 
and this process will take place. Um, we don't know enough about what taking all of these synthetic hormones does to our body. We haven't studied this, we haven't looked into it because women's health just isn't taken seriously enough for these studies to take place. And synthetic hormones, as the pill came out in the 50s, and that's 70-ish years ago, um, and we have seen a growth of hormonal issues like endo, PCOS, um, fertility problems have risen along with the use of these medications. Now, that is, I have nothing to back that up with at all because there are no studies or anything around that. But it's just my gut feeling and also, as a health professional, just joining the dots up that are presented in front of me. The reason being is that synthetic hormones, we don't just, you know, you, you will have taken them even if you have never taken them. Because if you drink our tap water, they will be present in that. And if you drink, uh, if you eat dairy and you eat meat that isn't organic, then you will be eating it in that as well. And you'll also be um, ingesting antibiotics through those mediums too. So we have, we're in a position where the quick fix is to take pills, but actually the more sustainable fix is to really reassess our health and well-being as a whole. And I feel sick to my stomach that a woman of such influence as a doctor and as a menopause expert is still, her overriding message is to take HRT and not use any other form of health and well-being applications of which there are many. The, the process of our bodies changing is so layered under how we see ourselves. I mean, it's massive. Basically, we are deemed to be slipping over the edge when we hit um, our 40s and 50s. And that's why my menopausal tincture for the, men uh, for the menopause is called Ain't No Dried Up Prune, because there's still this undercurrent that a woman is basically, once she's not fertile and unable to have children, that she is put on the scrap heap and is of no use to anyone in society anymore. And older women will tell you about this invisibility that happens to them because they are not seen. They are, they disappear from society very much like they did when they were a child, when they hit their kind of 70s and 80s, maybe happened a little bit before that too. Um, this invisibility takes over and they're not seen. And it's at these point in times that they're unmanageable, <laughs> which I find very, very interesting. I'm so passionate about what I do. Um, and I realise that it is so, so layered, so layered around our self-worth, our self-esteem, what we think is worth investing in, how we see ourselves, 
how we understand our bodies, how we see them working, that we follow (laughs) the white coats. We follow the white coats because we think, or they've done all the research, they've read everything, they know what they're talking about. And they do know what they're talking about, but they only know what they're talking about in a very blinkered, focused way. They are experts in their field. I'm not arguing that, but so am I. And I could put a stethoscope around my neck if that would make people feel any safer with me. Um, But it just, we do not have to just be pumped full of synthetic hormones. We absolutely don't. We have the capacity to support ourselves in many, 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 many different ways. And the great joy that I have when I work with clients is that I get to see that unfold. I get to see that blossom and bloom and you get to be the expert in your life and your health and your well-being. And I don't say on any way, shape or form that you can't work with me if you are using synthetic hormones or want to come off of synthetic hormones or want to manage symptoms of, say, your perimenopause and menopause in a different way. Um, I absolutely can work with you. But a lot of the work that we will be doing together is really unearthing why you're there in the first place and looking back at that because inevitably I think the real reason we're where we are is because of fear we're afraid of what will come of us we're afraid of all of the implications that are talked about all the time we never see any good news stories about the perimenopause or the menopause Any popular culture references in newspapers and magazines will always be looking at uh, signs and symptoms and the pros and cons. And I mean, if I asked you now to list all of the symptoms, I'm sure you could, you know, atrophy of things dropping out left, right and centre, dry vaginas, sweats, wrinkles, loss of elasticity in our skin and hair. Um, brittle bones, fuzzy thinking, mood swings. I mean, just kill me now, right? Like, this doesn't seem like a very exciting time in our life to be looking forward to. And yet there are no studies or there are no stories about those women who fly through it, who have no issue. Their bodies will still be changing you know, they haven't got some secret elixir that they're taking that, um, you know, is stopping them from from the process not happening. But I think there will be some level of acceptance about the process happening to start with. Um, the menopause, or the crone stage of a woman's life, however you want to look at it, is a real invitation to get back to you, to put down the the other hats that you might wear as a mother, as a wife, as a, a partner, as a, 
a carer, you know, we collect a lot of labels along the way and we get chance to put that down. We get chance to come back to ourselves. We get chance to put ourselves first. And I think this is a wonderful opportunity. I really, really do. And as much as I know and understand the complications that can turn up with this point in time in our life, I also want to bring around a sense of positivity for it and a sense of wonder and a sense of excitement because we spend an awful lot of time fearing our bodies. We fear the birthing process, we fear the pregnancy, the fertility process, we fear our periods, we fear the menopause, the perimenopause, like we are actually surrounded by fear and wanting someone else to manage it and I'm wanting to just help you negotiate it I want you to be the expert I don't want to manage I don't want to um, take away any of your autonomy or your authority I want to support you and walk with you on this journey so if any of this has resonated or um you know, you would like to chat further or find out about how um, you could work with me, then drop me a email or come find me on the socials and drop me a DM. But life is for living and these processes are fully natural and within your power and capacity to nurture and look after yourself. And I really want to stamp out the fear-mongering, that we're scared of our own bodies and they don't know what the fuck it is that they're doing. They absolutely know what they're doing. We just don't know how to listen to that or read it. Um, but once you do, wow, you'll... Well, the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. And I think a never a truer statement has ever been uttered. So... I feel better for sharing. I hope you've enjoyed listening and thank you for allowing me the space in which to get that off my chest. I will sleep easy tonight. Look forward to speaking to you next time. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. If you loved it, feel free to leave a comment and give us a follow. You can find more information on my website, thewellwomanproject.com or come find me on the grid on Insta or on my Facebook page. You can also drop me an email, Gemma at thewellwomanproject.com. Any information we've shared today will be in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Big love, Gem.